words, make, model, fuel type, features, and more have a lot in common. They are all a la carte selections that help customers choose HRVs, CRVs, Odysseys, and more on our Rorik honda.com website which helps customize your future purchase stop by the bloomfield location to talk to a representative so that rorick can welcome you to the family as always visit rorick.com for all of your vehicle needs and john now we start the ajagoff podcast from right next to the river the river life according to the oxford dictionary the word jagoff is defined as a noun which means a stupid irritating Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jag off. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jag off! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jag off! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jag off? This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Larry Richard. Hey, it's Rick Sevak. Hi, this is Greg Brown. Hi, I'm Tyler Kennedy. This is Antonio Holmes. And this is the Jag Off Podcast. First of all, this is the Jag Off Podcast. Yes. And if you're listening for the first time, we ask that you subscribe. And uh, subscribe to it on iTunes, wherever. If you're on iTunes, you might not have got us last week, but it's coming. And uh, But you can always get it on <laughs> yajagoff.com. Always on yajagoff.com, right. on the website, and, but, uh, and where you find your favorite podcast. Right. And so, uh, and now is when we talk about what was on the blog. And, um, what was on the blog, John? Go ahead. You start. Well, you have really been the heavy lifter as far as the writing this week. We did a really cool video, a jagging around video. They're not always on the docket, but they were this week because we keep talking about Mulligan Mondays and how you need to drive to Mercer County. It is not that far, I swear. As you know, I am such a yinzer. I really only go to like Giant Eagle and the areas in which John and I have to go for work, and that's it. But we, we got to Mercer County in less than an hour. And it was well worth it because we were at the Spring Valley Golf Course where we did a spoof on golfing because neither of us are any good. But if you are good at golfing and you enjoy this kind of weather and this golfing, just take the trip up there because on Mulligan Mondays, you could, if you register now, you could win this really cool golf bag as well as lodging at Spring Valley. It's not just any golf bag. It's an Iron City Light golf Say it bag. Right. Yeah, it's Icy Light. Iron. Iron. Yeah. So, yeah, so Mulligan Mondays at uh, Spring video. Valley Golf Course. So yeah. then, of course, then you actually wrote about, you always talk about Listen. how I write about parking, but yeah. you found somebody well, parking you, that annoyed you. Yeah, yeah, but you found it first. You found the Levin one, right? It was the Jagoff oh, Parker. Oh, yeah, the Levin one. Like, what the Clearly someone was in an emergency to go buy a couch yeah. because they were parked crooked taking two spots at the Levin's up at North North Fayette. North Fayette. And then it totally annoyed me because in my area, in the North Hills area in Ross Township, the giant I was at Giant Eagle. I had my husband's car. And as I was coming back out, I saw that the car that parked next to me, I made sure I wasn't the Jagoff over the line. I wasn't. I'm not the best parker, but this person pulled in so far over the yellow line that it created a V, right? Like so that our vehicles were like a V, like this. So I was funny one morning and decided that I would <laughs> tell you about my Shakira hip check test because I always say I'm a little bit hippie. Well, I couldn't walk through and I'm, I'm hippie, but I'm not over the top hippie. And if I couldn't walk between those two cars and my hips don't lie and couldn't get through, you're parked too close. Shakira, Shakira. Hips don't lie. Yeah. So I thought that was super funny. I actually shared it on my personal because I was like, this was a clever, like exaggeration of what this right. was. So that now, was on the blog. The first thing is, is kudos to Colin Parrish because while Tracy puts the podcast together, Colin is the only one who showed up with... Um, sunscreen? sunscreen for yeah. our guests. Yeah, yeah. So, so he is like. I am going to right. take a record. Now, Gavin, he was supposed to bring the misting tent, he but didn't. somehow we, he so is the water failure. life. <laughs> we, we interpreted river life to mean water life, like you would have like this cool misting tent. But, anyways, so our Next first. Time. <laughs> there you go. So our first guest is Gavin White from the River Life. And if you're listening to the podcast on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, make sure you go back and watch the video or at least look at the pictures because they're real. This is unbelievable what's behind us yeah. here. We're in between the sister bridges and there's so much going on out on the river. There are ski doos, there are boats, there are water skiers, and uh there used to be canoes right down or kayaks, kayaks. right below us yeah, here, but still they, under the bridge there, okay, yeah. temporarily closed yep. for repairs. so. Okay. So, so the cool thing is, Gavin White, our next guest, our first guest, really, is you're in charge of what happened on the river here. Like, you're in charge of making sure like Pittsburghers the current? understand the purpose, <laughs> and it's so much fun to happen on the river, right? Sure, that's a fair okay. way to put like it. it? And, yeah. and, and it's not just me. It's our whole team at River Life, but we're a nonprofit. We're dedicated to creating, activating, and celebrating Pittsburgh's riverfronts. So 
Uh, you know, it's it's not it's not really a hard job on days like this, right? Yeah. People right. are out there enjoying the the water, and we're really trying to make sure that it's an experience for everyone, that it's uh, accessible, that it really meets the needs of all Pittsburghers and all the people who visit. How long had? And, and this is a serious question because I think. Pittsburghers in general just assume that river life is just it's just there but there needs to be a group of people who sort of coordinate and explain the importance of life around river life right so how long has river life as a nonprofit been around yeah we've been around since 1999 okay so uh, we were a part of a, a task force put together by former mayor Tom Murphy to explore uh, you know turning the rivers into an asset instead yes. of what they had been which was yes. sort of you know a a waste shoot. And so uh, we really, you know, I think everyone in the city has seen the transformation of the rivers over the last 20 or so years, and we're just continuing that mission. We work with a lot of partners, including the city of Pittsburgh, other nonprofits like Friends of the Riverfront, Western Pennsylvania Conservancy. It takes a huge team and, and many, many partners to make sure that these spaces are cared for that they're activated and that they're exciting places to be. And are you guys in charge of the water, like the water and in the, the spaces, the land on each side? Because my thought is you have to have good relationships with people up the river to make <laughs> sure. sure that what comes down the river is clean. Right. 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 And we're not in charge of anything other than I would say the vision <laughs> of, okay. of really making sure people see the rivers as a, a awareness. Public yes. Asset. No it's question. About awareness. It's about building some capital projects and and raising funds to to improve the riverfronts. But the people in charge are like the city of Pittsburgh sure, or okay. the port of Pittsburgh. Fishing games. Sure. Yeah. Fishing games. Yeah. Right. So so those are the people really making the day to day run. But we're here to sort of celebrate them and to make the spaces uh, as best they can be for for the future and for for everybody. But kudos to you because you are bringing the awareness to it, right? So when people we hear sure river try. life, yeah, you have to because <laughs> you know, let's face it, I was born and raised on the north side. You're walking, you know, down Isabella and you see some area that's greenery, but you you go a little further and you realize like, wow, like you said this is a gift. We real, I mean, so many more people, like you said, in the last 20 years are walking, running, you know, scootering, doing whatever they can along the river because you want to be outside. You want to be a greener space. What else can we expect as far as the, the vibrancy on the river? What are things other than kayaking and what you've mentioned? Sure. So I think we're working with a variety of partners to program these spaces. Today we're here in Allegheny Landing, yeah. as is a group of yoga practitioners. So they're Love getting it. a little bit of yoga on here in the plaza. Uh, we, uh, we have a partnership with the Office of Public Art, so doing all sorts of creative, either installations, sculptures, paintings, uh, or, or performances that you can come out and visit. Uh, you know, you expect the big events that you know on the rivers, like Three Rivers Arts Festival and Pickers, Picklesburg, those sure. sort of things. But uh, we try to really keep an eye on all of those and add where we can to make sure that there's, any, uh, there's something for everybody right. to do here, right? Yeah, yeah, Are you a, a water person in general? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I love it. I, I'm you know, waiting to buy my kayak so I can start kayaking. Uh, work, yeah. Right. Um, I think, you know, everybody's really a water person at heart. Right. Mm. And so it's not hard to make that connection yeah. and say, Hey, this is a really unique way to experience the city. This is an exciting part of our, I have our to city. say one of the coolest things I've ever done was get the kayak on fireworks night at PNC park because you could, they let you take the kayak up the river, and then you come down only so far. You kind of have to hold on to a branch or something or back paddle <laughs> or whatever. But to see the fireworks from the river level is a, just a different thing and totally astounding. It's a I totally don't. new perspective of yeah. the city, and it's something that we try to make sure everybody experiences. Well, and I was going to say even the rowing, and I'm trying to think of Is it Three Rivers Three Rowing? Three Rivers Rowing. Yeah, yeah. who yeah. we've talked mm-hmm. to a couple of times. And I know there's other, we, you know, we assumed it was just one group. There's multiple groups of so rowers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so even kind of you're rejuvenating a sport that people really didn't know about in Pittsburgh. So how cool is that? Mm-hmm. I great, love it. Great exercise. Nice to be out on the cool water, especially in days like this. So yeah. those are the sort of things we like to celebrate. And we're working on projects that help make that more accessible, right? So just down here, we've got a dock that's in bad shape. We're raising funds and working with partners to figure out how to restore that and make sure that by the end of the year you can come out and fish and, and, and boat and, sure. and yeah. get, those, get on the, those ships. Um, do you notice people hitting your website? I don't know if you track this kind of data or not, but 
Are there younger people from out of town looking at the website saying, when I go to Pittsburgh, either to visit or move and get my new job or go to visit CMU, are they looking for things? How do you track that? I don't know the website data, but I can say for sure that especially in an era where you can work remotely, you know, is that it's these sort of things that these natural assets that we have that are going to attract people to our city. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can live anywhere. You, you've got to really sell that sort of outdoor experience. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, there's really no city like Pittsburgh as it relates to river and, and the rivers as assets. So, you know, we're just trying to embrace that. You talked about obviously one of our top three favorites, Picklesburg, and of course the uh, Three Rivers Arts Festival. I mean, we do judge the pickle juice drinking contest, Gavin. I don't know if you knew that. That's I mean, you're among royalty you right want, now. If yeah. you want to drink in it, we we'll take bribes. You. We take we'll bribes. We'll let you. Yeah, that's how much we like you. Um, no, but those are two great examples, as well as Party on the Pier, right? That's Absolutely. your kind of thing. But what else can we expect? Do you have some other, you know, day-to-day or, hey, you guys need to know about this from a River Life perspective? Because those are the ones we all know about. Sure. Par- Party at the Pier is the big one, yep. so keep an eye out for that. That'll be in August this year, and, and we hope you can join us. Uh, the, the day-to-day sort of things, I think it's, you know, a lot of it is self-directed. Like, sure. you want to get on a bike, you want to get on one of those new scooters or or yes. just enjoy the trails. That? I haven't yet. Oh, I okay. Yeah, it me out. either. It's okay. But, um, you know, any opportunity you can take to get on the water. So I know the kayaks, uh, the rental site here is temporarily closed, but we'll be moving over to the convention center. Our friends at Ventures Outdoors can get you out onto the water itself. That's awesome. Uh, up in Sharpsburg and Aspenwall, I think they'll have some rental sites there as well this year. So um, beyond that, again, I mentioned some of these events every Saturday until I think the middle of June. People will be out here in the afternoons doing all sorts of cool cultural activities like the yoga. There's, I think, an Indian dance class if you want to learn some of that. Um, but other exciting opportunities there. And then I would say, you know, just keep an eye out. Go to our website, riverlifepgh.org. Uh, and and we'll be sure to post other exciting. And if you're a say, company yeah. that wants to participate and protect the river life, they can go there as well, right? You Please do, you have yeah. specific <laughs> needs, like sure, I can donate a hundred or five hundred or whatever it might be, but you typically can put out a list of assets that you're trying to work on. If somebody wants to sponsor one particular thing, they can work with you on that. Sure, absolutely. We we'd welcome any conversation. We we actually have been working to develop. Uh, we have a, a program here in Pennsylvania called the Waterfront Development Tax Credit Program. And so, you know, businesses can, you know, lessen some of their tax liability by supporting things like development on the river. Oh, is that right? Okay. We're, exp- we're, we're attempting to expand that program and working with, with politicians to do so, so that opportunities for businesses and individuals alike are, are you know, all over the place in terms of, uh, of supporting our cause, but most importantly, supporting Pittsburgh and, and its rivers. I would be remiss if I didn't tacky, if I wasn't a little bit tacky and brought up the fact that we met you through our initiative with Modular International, right? right? And so Modular actually put in some lighting for nighttime because although we are so into doing things during the day, being active, being with family, you want nightlife as well. And so having great lighting is also some an initiative that you really want to work on. Yeah, it's super important for safety, and, and we're really appreciative of Modular International. That was a really un- unique donation, and sure. thank you guys for helping oh, us please. out on that. Uh, but they, they helped us install some new lighting in, in Allegheny Landing here. We, we really have transitioned this plaza from you know being a sort of worn out, sort of love to death space to... Uh, something that has some vibrancy now and is programmable and, and up into the evening. And so, and as we're seeing, as you said, we're going to see yoga yeah, here in yeah, a little that's, bit. That's which, right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're going to sit. Lights for yoga, we're going to sit and eat hoagies <laughs> and drink beer while they do <laughs> yeah, yoga. Right, <laughs> right. We will not heckle yeah. them though. No, yeah. we will not. Right. Gavin, just one more time. Where does sure. everybody find you guys so that they can see all the different events, all the ways that they can maybe help and support, and just continue to bring awareness to our river? Life? Sure. So again, riverlifepgh.org. Uh, you know, all of our handles are the same, so just look up River Life PGH, and you're sure to find us on Instagram and Twitter and all those things. Easy enough. Awesome. Question of the day: Do you know it? Yeah, I do it. Go ahead, you do it because it Listen, was from last it has week. Has nothing really. to do with River Life. Nothing. But I love, the, I love the question. It came up at last week's podcast, and it's such a good yeah. question. What is in your junk drawer at home? Oh. Or do you have multiples? I have too many. Okay. <laughs> but. <laughs> But let's say the, like the kitchen junk like drawer, the yeah, the, yeah, you yeah. know, rubber bands. You've got like some corks of, from extra okay. wine bottles that I okay. shouldn't be saving, but am. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's the okay. Anything like super crazy? Like, guess what I just found in my junk drawer? What did you find? 
No, I'm asking you. No. Like oh. nothing like crazy. Like well, I don't think anything well, super crazy. Rachel, has drug, Rachel has drug money in her job. Well, I knew he would say that. It is not <laughs> drug money. I do fundraising for my children, and so I will randomly like put rubber bands around like this stack, this stack, so that. You know, it's in my junk drawer. <laughs> Who's okay, gonna find yeah, it there, Gavin? Right. Right? That's right. I love that John just. I'm a school board member, and he just said I have right. drug money in my drawer. So yeah, there you go. Right. North Hills, another thing to talk Prescription about. Prescription only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right, right, Gavin. Pharmacy, thank you. Thank you so much. Pharmacy. <laughs> thank you so much for letting us do this yes. and that organize, helping us Thanks organize. Thanks so much for coming out. Yeah, we and appreciate and it. Us yeah. a chance to talk about uh, oh my our gosh. works. Yeah. we love it. Thank you. I want to jump in the river. I know. I know. Some sort of remedy just Josh has been on the podcast before, uh, and um, it's he has one of the best jobs at the PG Post Gazette, just, just because jobs, he gets to do the fun stuff. But yeah. the cool thing is, he takes kind of like a hard hitting side uh, to it every once in a while. He's know, he can be judgment, not, not hard hitting, <gasps> but he gives he can give his judgment. He's not like I came on your podcast as a favor. <laughs> No, the, no, I mean like no, I mean it in a positive I way. I like the fact that you are writing about entertainment and things like that. You're right, but you give opinions like this yes. might suck. You know, you're not a fr- yes. you're not just saying, hey, this person's really cool and this movie's all right. Go see it. You give your opinion. I think and I'm nicer to things sometimes than I should be. But <laughs> I'm still finding the balance of when I really need to tell people, maybe you can skip this. And, well, no, you're right. But it's in, an in addition, piece. following yeah. you on Twitter is entertaining because you're not just about entertainment. You're watching the sports games and everything that's going on, and you're giving your opinion. And, and I love it. It's like, I, like I'm a kind heart uh, in man that I like. I love Twitter, and you seem to love Twitter as well. I, God help me, I do. I yeah, shouldn't. Why? I wanted I to ask you that. Why do you love Twitter? I don't know. I don't. I see people like. No offense to my mother, I love you, who is older than me, who treat Facebook like Twitter. And I'm like, that's not where your unfiltered thoughts are supposed to go. Yeah, Your unfiltered thoughts are supposed to go on Twitter in little bite-sized capsules. Sure. I mean, my thing with Twitter is I've never really understood why anyone but, like, journalists and politicians and celebrities are on it. I know what we get out of it. It's really important for us to do our jobs. I have no idea what normal people do on Twitter. Yeah. Other than listen to us, I guess. No, no, but, that's true. That's true. Um, and, well, some people, like yeah. you said, don't really know how to compartmentalize social media in yeah, the sense yeah. that it's just sort of, like, all spun out there on one I, channel. I like it as a forum to get the bite-sized thoughts out. And yeah. I'm learning that some bite-sized thoughts better left in my head but, uh, <laughs> that's funny that's funny so you know it, it's all work in progress josh admittedly the last time we had you on and, and full disclosure our intent is to have josh on at least quarterly because he has so much to offer we truly are i mean all kidding aside and john used the word judgmental because i was <laughs> laughing and and he didn't mean it in that way but it is true there's an honesty factor we want you on quarterly because you provide such a voice for stories and like he said some journalists could say, well, writing entertainment isn't as difficult as the harder stories, but you're putting a spin on it to make entertainment. It is mainstream and it is something that most people are talking about. So having you on more often kind of helps us kind of see where, where we are like from a Pittsburgh perspective, because the last time we had you on, I talked about Netflix and you were like, Rachel, I thought you read everything I do. Well, (laughs) I have three things that I know that you're doing that I really want you to hone in on. I can do that. But first, first I just want to say real quick, I was helping out with our election coverage on Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. So I want to give a shout out to all the political reporters in Pittsburgh because I did that for a night and it wrecked my sleep schedule. And just a shout out. You're done. Well, just a shout out to our PG political reporters, Ashley Murray, Howie Lauer, Julian Ruth. Jillian McGoldrick, anyone else I'm forgetting, y'all are heroes. So I, true. I, I was ruined after a night. You've been doing this all week and, <laughs> and all your life, basically. Yeah. So. I get, you're so right, Josh. When, when you say entertainment reporting is, like, legit, I agree. Yes. But, again, they're the real heroes. Sure. I'm, just, I'm just trying to put a smile on people's face. That's, mm-hmm. that's I get all it. I'm doing. Well, that's very humble of you. But you know where I was going with that. And so yes. there are three things that we specifically want to talk about because, on, quite honestly, we could talk to you about a million. But before we do, <laughs> my husband and I binge-watched, and now I'm going to, um, Yellow Jackets. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Like, I literally texted you, if you remember, and I was like, I have, like, two... You were like, oh, you caught up? So good. It was so good. I can't wait for the next one to come out. So you are definitely a connoisseur when it comes to, like, what to look for. But everybody, like, even John, who could care less, is talking about This Is Us. So... Well, we're in Pittsburgh. Yeah, well... But that's the thing is... So here's my thing is... People cry enough during the day. There's enough sadness. 
And why would you sit and watch This Is Us? And Because every night when This Is Us is on, I see tweets like, I'm crying, I'm not crying, you're crying, whatever. <laughs> Everybody's crying. Like, why are we watching this? I know it's about Pittsburgh Ginsers, but if it's making you cry so much, why are you watching it? So, I mean, I'll be honest. My This Is Us journey is a little circuitous because I watched the first two and a half seasons and then I stopped. And that was because Same. for basically everything you just said, I was like, this is too saccharine. I don't know if this is good anymore. I don't know if this is just tragedy porn. So I kind of tuned out uh, the show, I guess about a season and a half of the show, until it came back this year. And I was like, okay, it's the last season. I'm a Pittsburgh entertainment reporter. I'd be remiss if I didn't at least stay up on this. Right. And so luckily I was able to reach out to NBC and I did the interview with Milo Ventimiglia before the season started. And that really got me back in the this is us frame of mind. My, okay. Milo's the best interview. He's He's so cool. So great. And, yeah. I and I love when he told me that he was thinking about giving Jack a Ginzer accent, but he wasn't sure if the country could handle it. That's, one of, my that's one of my favorite qu quotes that anyone's ever given me. I but, love it. you know, I, I started back on the season, and there were things I'd forgotten, but I think the show did a good job of catching me up on the things I'd forgotten right. or the things I missed. I mean, it's emotionally manipulative. Like, there's no question about that. True. At a certain point, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Like, you know what you're getting into. People have been watching it for forever, obviously, or they love it, and they know it's uh, it's going to make them feel things. Sure. So as long as you recognize what the show is trying to do to you, I think it's fine to just let, let it do it, frankly. Okay. Like, if it's just really, really well-acted, well-written network stuff. I don't know if we're ever going to get another network show right. that's not on a streaming service that's like this. Right. That's true. So, is oh, it tr sorry. Well, wait. Is it true that you have the ending in your mailbox? I, I can confirm. Uh, NBC has been giving me the episodes early all season, and uh, I, I have, not only do I have the finale, but I have seen it. I'm not going to say Who a word. Who Who just comes on and says, you asked me to be on your podcast, and let me drop this well, on Well, I'm also going to say that I'll have some This Is Us content on the PG's website this week. So. <gasps> okay, well, then we'll accept it. Listen, <laughs> I don't let know me, what it is yet, but it's going to okay. be something. Okay. Let me spoil the ending. You will cry. Yeah, <laughs> that I can confirm. <laughs> I have, I feel very good confirming that. Oh my god! No, it's real. It's really good. I think they did really well by Rebecca's story. Is that um, right? There aren't many finales that do well. Even Seinfeld was a terrible, it was a terrible, you know, finale. finale. So there aren't many. It's a low key finale. I'll say. Okay. That. I think right. the oh, okay. penultimate episode really like put the exclamation point on right. most of the stories. Yeah. And the finale is really just uh, you know, life is what it is, and everyone's going to be okay, even though obviously it ends on a. What's going on with Rebecca is obviously a downer note. Sure, sure. But I think okay. I think the finale ties things up pretty well. I think some people probably will be like, "Wait, that's it." Yeah. But it's it's kind of like the perfect like quiet like. Yeah. Again, the, exit. Yeah, the penultimate episode was the exclamation point. And I think this is like the dot dot dot. Okay. And I, and I, I think that works for a show like this. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, number two. One of our favorite Pittsburghers of all time, Larry Richard. Love him. Uh, I mean, you know, we are Larry, Larry fans. And on top of that, I was a Bruno San Martino fan, which I know John was as well. My father actually had a really good relationship with Bruno. And there's a lot of um, photos and past stories and memories and things like that, you know, of him in my family. And that's how a lot of Pittsburghers resonate with him. Talk to us a little bit about what you just did with Larry Richard. Yeah, so it's always weird when I have to do a wrestling story because I will fully admit I know nothing about wrestling. Same. Yeah, I'm you're not uh, doing like the super fly snooker double arm you you could you just made thing. that up that's I fine did. i did i went like this even i mean i'll fully admit i'm wrestling agnostic i have nothing against it it's sure. just not never been a part of my life so i've had to do a few wrestling related stories yeah. over the past few months and uh this one kind of snuck up on me because i f think i found out on monday that the next day um larry richard in conjunction with a couple other folks was releasing a documentary the Bruno San Martino, who's a Pittsburgh wrestling legend, just legend. one of the most beloved figures in wrestling history. No question. And when I got that, I was I was like, well, wish I had a little notice on this, but also I had Larry's number from I just I did a story of I guess a few months ago on Larry's podcast. Sure, that was uh, launching. I've not been on Larry's podcast a few times. It's they they all they all hold that a tight ship there too. Sure, but uh, yeah, I immediately texted Larry and was like, yeah, I'd love to do a story on on your documentary. And he was like, okay, cool. Here's here here's a link to it. And let me, uh, let me uh, set up a Zoom. A Zoom Isn't he with, great? Yeah, Larry's great. And he set up the Zoom with me, the director of the documentary, and Bruno's son, Daryl. 
And I was like, well, that's more than I was. I could have asked for. Oh so. my gosh! Thanks, thanks for everything, Larry. And He's it, so amazing. It was a great chat. Has it changed your opinion on wrestling in particular, or no. you just right? So you're just like <laughs> but, it was interesting, but yeah. But again, this is what I tried to get into my story about it, which. I will say, it went gangbusters on the PG site yesterday. I, yeah. I think I underestimated Bruno's fan base a little oh, bit. Oh, for sure. Uh, and I, I wish I had, I had met him now before his death in 2018. Yeah. I did not know his uh, Nazi history. And when I, that's a really weird way to put that. No, I but... mean, his family's history of hiding from the Nazis when they yeah. were in Italy and the uh, Nazis were occupying his hometown. Crazy. So really, I learned a lot about him as a person. I think his story is super worthwhile. I think the documentary takes a really cool tact in really trying to bring you into it while also showing off what a beloved figure and just bone-crushing wrestler he was. We're talking about Bruno's. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you think that the movie will have legs nationally just because he was so involved in wrestling? Or is is it more of like a I Western mean, Pennsylvania thing? I mean, they interviewed like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like yeah. John Cena in that movie. Okay, it's on Amazon, it's on iTunes, it's on all of the easy places to access. It's you have to rent or buy it, but what's five, yeah. what's five bucks like right. yeah. for like an hour and a half with Bruno San Martino? And the best part is they got him before he died. Like Br- yes. Bruno, Bruno's in this documentary talking about his childhood, yeah. talking about his career, and they got his family too. And it, but again, like any documentary with Arnold Schwarzenegger that that begins with. Just as close up of Arnold Schwarzenegger's face talking about a Pittsburgh wrestler. You're in. I think. Yeah. It, I think it'll have legs. Yeah. yeah. yeah Suplex. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah. I was. I was staring in your face like, what's the word? Because he made fun of me. So I, like I just. I can remember seeing Bruno at some event talking about going, climbing up over the mountains and all that kind of stuff. And you're sitting there thinking, yeah. oh my god, I've. I mean, I. I went to high school and I was mad half the days going to high school, like because I didn't like the homework I had in this guy. And look oh what he became. God. That well, was so incredible. Yeah. And apparently he bulked up mostly because he was getting bullied in Pittsburgh. And yeah. he was like, y'all aren't going to do this to me anymore. Yeah. Well, you aren't going to do this to me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to your point about the hiding from the Nazis, there are so many stories. Do you remember when we talked to Lydia, uh, Lydia Bostanovich? Yeah. She told the same story about uh-huh. what that was like. And, and true survival of why living on a farm was so important during those times. Yeah. It's crazy how you don't realize how many Europeans, you know, suffered. Can, so. can I give my one fun fact I've learned about Bruno, uh, too, from Yeah, Larry? never ask can, yes. Apparently, Bruno Mars is named after Bruno San Martino. Uh, stop it. This is something that, like, this is something that came out, apparently, a couple of years ago when... So Larry said he introduced San Martino to Mars at a concert at PPG Paints Arena. He probably did. Larry introduced this, everybody. This feels like a very Larry Richard yes. thing to do, right? Uh-huh. And apparently when Bruno was, Mars was a kid, his dad nicknamed him Bruno because he was a big fan of San Martino and little Bruno Mars looked like Bruno San Martino. And the nickname just kind of stuck and became his stage name, I guess. So oh there's this very odd Pittsburgh connection to Bruno Mars that I didn't know we had. That's if that man crazy. ever comes that to Pittsburgh so again, cool. I am going to make sure either I or Scott Mervis asks him about that. Um, yeah, wow. 100%. Can yes. you confirm or deny that we don't talk about Bruno is in that we movie? We don't talk about Bruno. I can Bruno. deny it. <laughs> but also that song rules. And I'm, still ma- song. I'm, I'm still mad at the Oscars for ruining it. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? No, I know. no offense to Megan Thee Stallion, who's great, but right. they should have really just sang the regular mm-hmm. version. So listen, our third point, we're going to wait one second because that's our third guest because how it really is serendipitous that we're having our third guest on with you you know with having the fact that you just spoke to her but in the meantime what else can we look forward to with you let's see what's coming up um well (laughs) i hope everyone is keeping june 17th marked down because that's when Oh, wow. This is a different one, I promise. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I love when the guests battle. We almost had Bruno San Martino. We don't talk about Bruno we talk or about, we we about June 17th. I was about to say, June 17th is when Cha-Cha Real Smooth comes out on uh, Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. It's a movie that filmed here last summer. Um, it's about basically a bar mitzvah host who strikes up this friendship with Dakota Johnson and her autistic daughter. Oh I, uh, I talked to the, the writer-director star of it a few weeks ago, and I am... Fingers crossed, like I'm manifesting, trying to get Dakota to talk about this uh-huh. too. Listen, I, I just, I just want to touch your ears because you got to That's talk so directly weird. to Michael that Keaton. Is, that is yeah, That's that like did my happen. hero. That's that like, did happen. Josh, yeah. did anybody ever did say happen. I want to touch said. your ears? No. Like, usually, I, that was if weird. you would have been in person, I would have said I want to touch your eyeballs. But you didn't see him in person. You saw him over He's Zoom. So right? freaked out. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm doing here anymore. But. So that's coming. So, so that's coming out on June seventeenth. So that's what I, that movie rules. I got to see it at the J Film Festival um, last month. That and is so cool. I'm a professional, so I'm just rolling here. Yes, there you go. And, uh, 
I appreciate that. Very I, uh, much. I, I hope everyone watches that. And then the only other thing is uh, there, there's a TV show and a movie filming in Pittsburgh this summer. Well, that I know of at least. There's this Lee Daniels horror movie that's coming here in the next couple weeks. Okay. And then season two of the Paramount Plus show, Mayor of Kingstown. Oh, is okay. also setting up shop here. So Jeremy Renner is going to be in town soon. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm keeping an eye on that. And you know me. I just try to keep oh, my. We know you. Just try to keep a finger in everything, like you know, some goodness here and there. But serious question, serious question: Are we getting back to what we were prior to the pandemic, That's as far question, as how many productions are here? What's your assessment of that? You know, it's funny that we're kind of slowing down a little bit. Um, okay. And I only say that because when things, so prior to the pandemic, I think what most people have told me is that, like our our local crew and like movie people, they've told me that they usually have about two or three like Hollywood productions come here a year last year was insane and they had like eight or nine yes and honestly i know people were telling me that they were overbooked and it was hard to get the local crew here to work on their stuff things have slowed down a little bit now i think so so actually yes i think things are getting back to normal okay for what viewers know yes yeah last year was not normal and there's so much stuff that i'm like keeping track of like there's Billy Porter's movie, Anything Possible. Right. There's the, the Amazon's League of Their Own series. Yep. Uh, the IMDb TV show Sprung. Like All that stuff should be coming out at some point this year. Yes. I I, I was just, uh, Billy was here last weekend and he did Billy. a talk. A talk at the I've talked I've interviewed him twice. Now. I know it's fine. Actually, <laughs> he said that's fine. Actually, I ran into him at uh, the Square Cafe in East Liberty last week and I said hi and he was like, oh yeah, I know your mom. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so Pittsburgh right that there. That happens right, to John yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah, but I uh, know he. Anyway, his movie's coming out. So anyway, all the stuff that's co- that filmed here last year is coming out now. But this summer, so far, I only know of two things. Okay, I've heard rumors of other stuff that people would kill me if I said so. You say that, but where are the where are the people killing you? I don't see it happening. No, no, no offense. Some more powerful people might kill all right. me. All right, so, <laughs> but the the tax credit thing, we still need. We, we need always to raise talk. that tax no credit. Question. Yeah. yeah, it is yeah. insane that we haven't yet. I mean, yeah. if you want, like. All you just want to do is talk about the cool things that, that happen here. Yeah. And I mean, all, so seeing themselves on screen, it doesn't get much cooler than that. It so. doesn't. And, and the tax credit isn't just for us, too. It's for all of Pennsylvania. So right. Like, that, so, I mean, Philadelphia gets that. Central PA gets that. And True. There's a reason Georgia gets all of these movies. It's because their credit's uncapped. So, yeah. like, Marvel and Disney can just go there and film anything they want to get all the tax credits they want. Yeah. Right. I know it's a budget issue, and I know some people will say it doesn't really add that much to the local economy. And I would argue it does. And also, what besides sports, what else is more prestigious than having something filmed here? And, like so, and we found show? out, and I'm sure I think it wasn't, I don't know if it was you who told us, but we are number two as a city as far as arts. We right? found that out for, over at that art installation yeah, in Lawrenceville I didn't or something. that, that our yeah. culture, like yeah, our the, cultural yeah. arts was that great. We're we are second so to New York City as yeah. far as the interest in who the knew? arts or something. Yeah. That feels wrong, but I'm not mad at it. it. I'll take same. it. Yeah. I'll right. take it. Exactly. I don't know if that's true or not, but I like it and I, I will accept then it. Wasn't it. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'll take it for right. sure. Either way, no, Pittsburgh really has a big, uh, has a big uh, arts family. Yeah, and thanks to you, we actually interviewed Tressa, who we've obviously had on the podcast before, but Mm -hmm. I also can't wait to see A League of Their Own, because that was one of my favorite movies. I know, I know, I know, so we're super stoked. All right, to your right is someone (laughs) you interviewed first, so we're going to... Okay. Oh my goodness! You know what? what she said? Yes, I'm probably to his left. What did she say? She said I'm probably to his left. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that'll make sense in a second. Josh, you That's can introduce because this is your. Tell us first where everybody can find you. You can find all my work at postgazette.com. You can find me in uh, in, in our print and e editions, e edition every day, print edition every Thursday and Sunday. You can find me on Twitter at Jaxelberg with an H. You can find me on Instagram at Jaxel22. I'm very accessible. <laughs> if, if, if y'all want to, if y'all want to hang out virtually, I'm I'm very very around. He's nice. a virtual guy. All right. The question of the day is, what is in the most peculiar thing? Is that what we're saying? Huh. What, what well, is the last thing you found in your junk drawer? Or if you have multiples, what's that crazy hmm. thing you found? Well, my fiance lost her box cutter the other day, and it turned oh, out to be that's a good one. Drawer. Yeah, that's a good one. That's it. Nice. Would have come in real handy after like we had five packages we had to open without oh. it, but then we found it afterward. Where <laughs> always the way, always exactly yeah. where it probably was always going to be to begin with. No question. That's, that's funny. a good answer. That's a good All answer. Right. All right. Now we gave you three things you had to do, so now yeah. you can introduce <laughs> your guest. My guest. This yes. is weird. Um, well, to my to it's my a little gay to. <laughs> I can say that. I can say that. To my right you and to our see. viewers' left is Sue Kerr, the uh, founder and curator of Pittsburgh Lesbian Correspondence, a blog that's been around since 2005, 
talks about LGBTQ plus related issues, talks, gets some wild interviews with some very, very cool people who the Post-Gazette wishes they could get sometimes. And j just recently won her second GLAD award in five years for Outstanding Blog. And she's just, she's just right here in Manchester, guys. Cue that applause. That was yeah. great. Right. But the cool part is yeah. you just interviewed her, right? They all clap like the hippies. <laughs> yes. No, the weird serendipity of this all is when she won her GLAD award, I immediately reached out and was like, so in addition to pop culture, I write for our goodness section. And I was like, <laughs> Sue, you're very good. Can I, can I interview you for a story? And Sue, to her credit, was immediately willing. We were on Zoom for a solid hour, I think. Oh, wow. And, and you tweeted at me yeah. to set up the interview. Yeah. So that was very bond. Again, Twitter is great. Twitter is a great journalistic tool. I love it. <laughs> and uh, during the interview, Sue was like, hey, I think I'm going to see you in a week and a half at, at the Jag office. <laughs> I love it. That's so, awesome. Yeah, we knew this was going to happen, but uh, she's way more impressive than I am, guys. Yeah. She, uh, she's oh. been doing this for a lot longer. She's got a lot more accolades. Like, And really, like, so my, my article with her dropped yesterday. It'll be in print on Tuesday, but... It's all about her. It's all about all the cool things she's done, how Pittsburgh can be better for its LGBTQ plus community. And Sue, take it away. I can't say anything better about you. Then. And Josh, <laughs> if, you, if, you could, if I could expand on that in that I love the fact that Sue has not tried to go get a job at one of the big media companies, right? She has grown this organically. It's she is a media company yes. with a specialty, and that doesn't come with a lot of sweat, as we would sweat there's out here been, today, right? Or money, right? Or and, money, yeah. yes. But Real it comes. Money. It's it's that you know you're the example of people when when bloggers start, they always want to say or podcasts say, "How am I going to make money at this?" It wasn't about that for you. Just, it was about getting a message. Quick, there's been a very odd conversation in this town about fake media. Like at least I don't know if this has gone offline or not, but online at least people get accused of being fake media in Pittsburgh, and I think that's BS. Like, okay, anybody who's willing to hustle and wants to do this gig—that's it, one hundred percent. I yeah. respect the hell out of them, and you're not going to get a better example of someone who's hustled. And Great really, point. Really yeah. made a career and life out of this. One hundred percent, and so and it's organic. And it's from the heart. And again, she could go anywhere. She's so talented. She could go anywhere and get a job that pays well. But she stays right in her lane doing what she does what because there's the nobody else doing it. Do. What's that? Sue, what I've I never heard that kind of intro, I got to tell you. I'll like tell I feel you. like walking away. Take it over, Sue. I'm glad I have really big news to share later yeah. on in this interview. But, but I remember, John, when we, we were talking, I think it was 10 years ago, we were at the coffee shop. Yes. Now that's called Yin's Coffee up the street. Crazy. And you were telling me about your vision for your Jagoff. It was way before all this. And so <laughs> you've organically done something, too, slightly no different. But True. Uh, you have this whole marketing piece, and, and, and you build a brand. and. It just shows that there's a lot of opportunities online to do it. And, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I mean, mine cost me money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's you but, know. So you legitimize the blogging industry as a media entity. So there are so many that don't, but wow. you do. And so That's tell us, tell yeah, us about, no, it's true. tell us about a little bit about the award you won. At least start there. Okay, great. Well, um, I should be looking at the camera, right? You're oh, no, you, you can. Either. Look at you. We okay. don't care about them. See, I'm not no, I'm that just professional. Kidding. No, um, you're fine. So. The award that I won was part of the GLAAD Awards, and GLAAD is a national LGBTQ media organization that focuses on acceptance, um, visibility, awareness, and they work with a lot of pop culture folks, obviously, but also mainstream media and other outlets, and um, this is their big thing. Billy Porter also won this year as part of the ensemble of, Co of Pose. What's Coe's? I don't know what that is. It's okay. We <laughs> made it up. Next project. Okay. <laughs> it's like um, Pose, but Ritzier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there you go. It's a cozy Pose. Um, and so I won in 2019 for Outstanding Blog, and then I won again this year. And uh, I'm the first living person to have won twice. Um, wow. The first person to won twice was Monica Roberts, who was a blogger out of Houston. Um, she was a, a black trans woman, and she passed away in 2020 in October 2020. So she won last year, and so she was the first site to win posthumously. Is that right? Did I say that right? And yeah. um, so it's a real honor to follow in her footsteps and, you know, to um, break that ceiling. And, you know, I... I'm so for people who don't know what that award is, though, what does it entail, and how did you get chosen? So out the, um, the GLAAD Awards is basically looking at excellence in LGBTQ media. Okay. So it looks at... Movies, television shows, uh, 
things um, I'm going to say things I don't even know like Heartstopper and okay. um, um, Pose is another good example but they, they have all kinds of categories and they have a whole series of Spanish language categories too so they also look at journalism newspaper reporting sports reporting long form short form all that kind of stuff and um, they have the blog category and so it really is voted on by the GLAD members and so it's kind of an award from your peers within the profession. I love it. Sort of, I guess, kind of like how the Emmys and all those are. Sure. I don't know. But, um, and um, it's kind of the Emmy of blogging, I would say. And I'm, it was really an honor to get it um, both times, actually. And it's a testament, I think, because I'm, you know, I'm 51 years old. I started this in 2005. And I know there was no such thing as awards for blocking back then. Sure. <laughs> and now, back then, it was like you felt so big when someone at the Post Gazette on their blog, what they used to have, would tag your blog in a story. That was like totally understand. Big, big, big thing. And I'm. It still is pretty big. Um, we try. Yeah. And, and then in 2006, I was named uh, voted best local blogger by the pit readers of the city Pittsburgh magazine poll. No, not the magazine. City, paper? city of paper. Yeah, city paper. together. That's the heat. Um, <laughs> it's Pittsburgh magazine city paper there. I didn't, I haven't won this uh, Pittsburgh yikes. magazine poll. That's the, la that's the last thing I okay. need to get. But Is that like your checklist? Soon? Yes, it's okay. on my checklist. Okay. I have a bucket list of blogging. And so the city paper award was actually, it's kind of funny because I didn't even know I, that they had added the category, much less that I was being considered. So when they, the guy called me, his name was Blake. I was like, get out of here. And I hung up on him because I was sure it was a, a joke. And I had, a, I called Chris Potter, who was then editor. Uh, oh my gosh. I was like, yeah. Someone's using you to prank me. And he's like, it's a real thing. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? I'm the first person in Pittsburgh ever to win that award, which is, you know, they picked a lesbian blogger. So that's pretty, that's, awesome. that's pretty awesome. So. I mean, it's nice to get the awards, but it's more important, I think, that it just amplifies LGBTQ sure. experiences and the other kinds of topics I talk about. And I, you know, I love it. I didn't get to go to New York for the red carpet award either time, but I did jump up and down in my living room, scare the cats, throw the popcorn. <laughs> oh, as long as you did that. That was, that was very important. So. I, I, I liked your movie night to everything everywhere all at once to celebrate. That was. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. That, that, that was. That would have been my choice too. So. I, I, we had, we were trying to figure out what to do, and we're still not doing a lot of restaurants yet. We hadn't been to a movie theater, so we decided that would be a good thing to pick. So we went out to the waterworks and um, saw. And I'm I'm wearing my Glad pin, which is on the middle oh, of the chest for it. some reason. So um, shout out to Glad, and it's yeah, it's it's really it's one of those things that's it's it is very exciting, and it's of course it's, it is. Yeah, kudos to you. you. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate absolutely. That. So you have some big news you want to share. Wait, first you well, have wait, something. Wait, is it the same? Here's my question, though. Before he, so is June 17th the same as the big news? Yes. Oh, so uh, you already knew the date. Well, we had been talking off. Gotcha. Yeah. Off Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Right, right. No. So you want to show something to the viewers right now, right? Well. Do you need help? Yeah, do you, do you want These me are kind of, these are, well, it's, it's, it's not two separate things. But okay. Let's do this first. Okay. I just so, want to make sure we covered it all. This, when you said earlier about what's cooler in Pittsburgh than, what did you say, being on the screen or sports things? Yep. So another really cool thing is when you send someone from Pittsburgh to the U.S. Senate. And we are going to do that, um, Mr. John Fetterman, and, and of course, Giselle Fetterman. And, um, of course, there's that whole general election thing we have to get through, but, you know, it's official now. So <laughs> this is what's called a pride progress flag, and it was um, – it has uh, the traditional pride rainbows. It has the black and brown rainbow stripes, which represent um, BIPOC parts of our community, and the trans pride flag. And there's now actually a newer addition to this. But what's cool about this and how it ties into John Fetterman is that um, th last year he was hanging flags from his balcony. Yeah. This was one of those flags, and it got taken down by the state, you know, Capitol police evil people and they won't even explain still to this day what happened and they passed a, a law just to take these flags down he also had pro weed flags I, I actually have a couple of those too but i didn't bring them so um so this is i have one hanging off my balcony and this is my to go on the road flag but i um, i'm really proud I, I supported john fetterman but i also think beyond my personal support it's just really really significant that the the results of the elections you know because summer lee of course is the first time we're sending a black woman to Congress, but we also elected a black lesbian to fill Ed Gainey's seat. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and she'll be the first black lesbian and the first open lesbian in Pennsylvania General Assembly. <laughs> so there is a lot of, I think, cool stuff no that's, question, yeah. that's happening that, you know, people may not realize we have we've elected a, a bisex openly bisexual woman who is also autistic she represents the south side and the south suburbs so um so i just think you know like we're coming for you okay wait that's thank you so much for helping yeah, us prices yeah, right the flag thank and, you. and for the record i wasn't implying that sports and pop culture are the only things to uh, be proud oh, of oh no we know right, right. we I know that speaking to be clear. sports Though. Oh my gosh, uh, these segues are fab. <laughs> Go ahead, Sue. We're totally going to have to. Now you have a big announcement. That, so. so I do. And before so. your big announcement, I just have to say this is the second time in a row you've been on the podcast where we've had really crappy weather. The last time it was super cold and rainy. And now it's super hot. I don't and think dry. this is crappy. Speak but for yourself. Yeah, yeah, this weather's great. It's better. I'm yeah. with you, John. But yeah. anyways. It's better right now because it's shady. Right. Um, what's so your are other we. news, Sue? So, um, the night that I received my award, the Pittsburgh Pirates reached out to me and said, well, we'd like to honor your award at the upcoming Pride Night at PNC Park on June 17th, Friday, June 17th. There's a Pirates game going on right here, right now, that interfered with our access to this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I was excited. I was like, oh, that'll be nice. And I'm thinking, though, they'll probably say it on the loudspeaker or something or, or you know, shout it out or something like that. But what they actually asked me to do was throw out the first pitch that is so cool at Pride so Night cool. at PNC Park. i'm so happy so for you it's how so about deserving. you yes That's exciting yeah so super oh, yeah. cool congrats to you and well deserved again when you look at all the hard work that you have done to create your brand and create your message and it's a legitimate media outlet and it's it's awesome and we appreciate you sharing with us yeah. yeah for sure where does well, everybody find you though uh, on, I'm on Twitter, PGH Lesbian 24. I want to say real quickly, yeah. I have a goal this year for 2022. I want to be Pittsburgh famous. And on Twitter, that means you have to have 10,000 followers. I just made that up. And <laughs> I have 8,900 followers right okay. now. So follow me on Twitter and help right. me fulfill my goal. Um, uh, my blog is pghlesbian.com, and I'm on all the other channels as PGH Lesbian. Nice. Um, Sue Kerr, what is in your crazy, um, yeah, you can talk about it, but real quick, oh. our question of the day. Oh, okay. So what is, real quick, what is in your junk drawer? Okay. What is something you will name in your junk drawer? I just yesterday found my keys from my 1984 Chevy Astro. <laughs> that is so funny. I just found a set of keys myself. That is so funny. I don't think I've that ever thrown a key out. That the best answer today. That's so good. I, and it's so lesbian, too. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think I've ever thrown a key out because I'm always like, what if I need I know, it? I you do know? that, too. Know. Yeah, yeah. And Who so knows yeah. what it's for, right? <laughs> I pulled it out, and I knew instantly. I was like, oh, I remember so these. Funny. And, of course, I put them right back in and yeah. went on to you know, whatever I was doing. So No, by all means, tell so us what's over your shoulder. Sign, you yeah, so it. for those who describe the sign for those that are listening to the podcast. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has eyes on this. So John's not going to come for your eyes. <laughs> um I'm also Only part of a nonprofit called Pittsburgh LGBTQ Charities, and we are we have our own yard signs right now that we made in a very black and gold kind of way. They're that sort of Pittsburgh gold background, and the lettering says, "Let me see, uh, proud PGH cat folks." No, wait, that's wrong. I'm not even looking. It at says it. PGH cat, cat folks, cat right? F O L X. So we spelled folks F O L X. Where we're trying to replace cat ladies and get people to really use cat folks. Okay. Because it's more inclusive of the fact that men have cats. It's more racially and gender, uh, ethnically inclusive. And um, these signs are available by donation. Um, it's fifty dollars, but that goes toward helping take care of stray and feral and community cats, buying food, spay, uh, spay and neuter procedures, all that kind of stuff, and. Um, if you're really nice, um, Franco Harris is on our board. I mean, his son is on our board, Doc Harris, and uh, maybe he'll deliver it to you. I don't know. Oh, it's nice. Talk I love it. To, but All you right. can, um, you know, get one of these signs, put it out in your front yard. It doesn't matter what, what party you're part of. Everybody can support community cats because they're there. Yes. <laughs> right. Whether you support them or not, they're, they're not there. going away. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Sue, thank so, you so much. Yeah. We really appreciate it. And congratulations. Your time. And so you. many congrats. Sorry we don't have confetti. Gavin said no, right. don't ruin the area. I don't like confetti. That's, oh, that's well, that's why. Next time we're that's in a perfect climate. Cat litter. Oh, there you yeah, go. Exactly. Cat yeah. food. Josh, Josh, thank you thank so you much for taking Josh the time to come with us. Josh and I are going to have to take us on the road now. Do it. Like, I was going to say, you're never going to find a better intru- introducer <laughs> than me. There you go. We have 
been listening Check to pieces of your song throughout each guest here. Oh, good. And uh, tell us about the song we've been listening to because that's what made you your your background and why you're doing what you do yeah. seemed so important when you reached out to be on the podcast. More important than your actual music, the notes. The whole album is about the opioid epidemic, mm-hmm. and the second song it, it's. The whole album, the 10 songs sort of play almost like a musical. There's a character, and uh, he goes throughout this journey. And the second song, Pharmacy, shows the angle of it of a person who's very desperate and who is now with uh, his partner. They are scamming, scheming, breaking into houses, looking in people's, you know, crawling through windows, looking through people's medicine cabinets, and just kind of grabbing anything they can. Sure. So that's... Um, and... It just, I try to evoke a certain imagery of, you know, every house on this street is a pharmacy. Yeah. And that I thought was sort of poignant because um, there's so much of that. Yeah. Um, more than you realize. More than you realize. Mm-hmm. And one thing I always try to make clear in this message of the album is there is a message, but there's also not because I, I don't, I'm not wagging a finger or, sure. or saying to anybody, you shouldn't beyond this because you know in my own life I have people that are on daily life-saving medication so I'm just kind of reporting on what I'm seeing which is all these different angles of it that pills can be wonderful pills can be harmful pills can be forced on you um and um I just I started writing about it and I wrote one song about the topic and then I wrote two songs about it. When you write two songs about the same thing, it's kind of like, what, why is he writing two songs? Yeah. But when you write ten, you've got an album. It's like a trend. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I got so I, they just kept coming from every angle. That's a good point in and how you're saying it because every writer writes differently, right? And so yeah. they're, they're thinking of, you know, John often asks our musicians, like, do you hear the melody first and then you sort of come up with the right. composition? or. Or is it a message on feelings that you've thought or you've jotted in a journal? And I love the fact that you're saying it's sort of this series that continued for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a unique uh, way. Um, and I just, I felt like I could have even, I, I kind of ran out of music, but I just, I had a lot to say. And I'm not a, a uh, authority or I don't know anything about <laughs> this topic more than what I've kind of created and what I've read about daily and constantly. Mm-hmm. I work in the construction industry. I've seen a ton of this from that perspective and I have kids and I've um, a lot of stories about that um, and how it affects kids especially so um, I just that's what I I have a question though but when you first started the song Mm -hmm. you know here live um, it was so soft you went you kind of increased was that intentional because you're you're that sort of emphatic about the message that it's sort of like the soft spoken that sort of creates more of a, a voice as you go along yeah well it was interesting because the album is not what you are hearing right sure now. right it's very kind of loud it's it's very grunge influenced very kind of 90s tinged yeah remember and i told you you're lucky that's one of my faves that's yes. why you're here <laughs> so <laughs> that I, that's just my attempt at, at um you know, when I was kind of running through it in an acoustic manner, I, I wanted the vocals and the lyrics to, to kind of stand out above the sure. guitar playing. Sure. So. Did, did music come before your thoughts on the opiate crisis and things like that? Or were you sort of dabbling and said, oh, wait, now I have a topic to really sing about? Did you, yeah. did you have other albums and songs out prior to this? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have This Is Our, uh, as a band, This Is Our fourth album we have one ep that has like five songs on it so this is like our third full-length album um and you know everything else has been just you know figure out 10 things to write about or okay. 12 write 12 different songs and try to make them catchy and but this one i just um yeah i i don't think i'll ever be this locked in again or i would be very lucky if i was because oh, wow. i started to just think okay i need a song here that talks about this or now the character needs to do that or at the end i I was like he i know what i want to happen i have to i need the ending song so um i just felt like i was putting in pieces of a puzzle the band had has my name in it because when i kind of went off on my own and started my own band i never imagined that i would be able to hold a band together so i thought the only constant in the band would be myself sure but as it turned out, I've had the same guys sticking with me. That's great. Um, Eric Sorelli is a, the lead guitar player. 
Um, he is a very accomplished guitar player in town. Um, he hosts a um, um, experimental guitar night, um, I think monthly. Oh, cool. Um, so he's a very creative kind of wild guy, uh, one of my closest friends. Um, uh, Nick McCall is our drummer. Um, he also owns a t-shirt business. Okay. And um, John Miller, our other guitar player, is a very talented, um, like, sound engineer also. So I have a lot of just... The name sounds made up, John Miller. It's like yeah, Joe yeah, Schmidt. Very <laughs> Joe Smith. Yeah, That's his hotel name. Yeah. But John is um, <laughs> John's just really awesome with, like, engineering and helping us uh, chase down feedback and sure. levels. And All everything. that important So I'm very stuff. lucky to have, like, guys that are into the songs that I'm writing. Um, they definitely bring forward their arrangement um i try not to you know play this play that play that they, sure it's a very band effort um do you do covers also uh, once in a while yeah once in a what's while what's your favorite grunge band all time <sighs> you know my favorite band of all time it's not really grunge but oh. rem is my favorite that's oh, a good one but yeah. that's not what i asked um, go with like i wanted you to say like nirvana weezer yeah yeah like uh, my weezer, oh, oh my god weezer i think we get a lot of like weezer green day type comparisons okay and and I don't even think we sound like REM, but that's my favorite. I do like REM. Yeah, wow. John does too, yeah. And where can we find you guys? Are you playing regularly at this point? Is COVID yeah, kind of? We are um, doing the festival circuit this okay. summer. We're going to do Deutschtown. Oh, we're going to be there. Awesome. And we're going to do um, the one over there that I'm not allowed, for some reason, I'm not allowed to say that we're doing it until they announce it. But it usually rains during it. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> so they said just the you one, can't yeah. announce it until a certain. So like like literally like signed a thing. So yeah, I got you. We're doing that. Um, so weird. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. I don't know. Getting paid. So whatever. Yeah. Um, you didn't hear our conversation. So yeah, we're doing that. That's where you can hear us live. Um, That's awesome. We can't that. wait to see you. And live. this time, usually you do like a, when you release the record. You like in the past we've like. Friday the album comes out and then when you play a big show that night and it always felt like there was a huge like drop off sure so this time I was like let's release the record let's do some things to promote it such as this thank you very much oh my gosh our pleasure um and then you know we'll play a show in the fall yeah you know right that and my kids are busy well, yeah, you have so, baseball. Yeah, we have baseball. <laughs> we have other stuff. So. We get to hear another song. <laughs> okay. um, but again, tell us the website and where to find you on social. Uh, Instagram, the Chad Sipes Stereo. There's always a the in front of it. Um, and Facebook, the Chad Sipes Stereo. You really just search the Chad Sipes Stereo I mean, or Chad, Chad Sipes Chad probably. Sipes, yeah. Do you um, actually have a stereo at home? Turntable, 8-track? Uh, I still listen to vinyl oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I still have a turntable. Okay. You need yeah. to go to John Angel's Ginchy stuff. I'll tell you yeah. about it later. All right. Yeah. All right. right. So before we let you go, the question of the day. Yeah. What is the most peculiar thing as of recent that you found in your junk drawer? In my junk drawer? Yeah. I have a set of RCA cables that I'm afraid if I throw them out, (laughs) something (laughs) insane will happen. And I'll be in a situation where... I needed (laughs) RCA cables or we're all going to die. That is so funny. That's so funny. That is such a good question. I have that, too. Oh, my God. That's such a good question. To say thank you to Tracy and Colin for helping us pull this together. Thank you to our guest, uh, Gavin White from River Life. Thank you to Sue Kerr. And thank you to always to Josh Axelrod. Always a pleasure to have Love. him come on the podcast. And again, we really and thanks to Colin. A special thank you for bringing uh, sunscreen for everybody because I mean man, he's good is, for more than that. I just want to make that known. Yeah, he's, he's a, just yes, our sunscreen right, guy too. Right. We have to add it. He's to the his sunscreen guy today. And of course, thank you to Rorick.com. Oh, now my paper blew away. All right, the words, the make, the model, the fuel type, features, and more have a lot in common, but they are all a la carte selections that help customers choose HRVs, CRVs, Odysseys, and more on on the Roark.com website. Which helps you customize your future purchase. So stop by the Bloomfield location to take a minute and talk to a representative so that Rorick can welcome you to the family. As always, visit RorickHonda.com for all of your vehicle needs. We have a huge announcement coming up. We are so excited. And uh, thanks for everybody who supported us. You will find our podcast a little bit different moving forward. And we're really excited for the fanfare for next week. But thank you to all of our avid listeners. And um, stay tuned. Right. And now one more song. From the Chad Sipe Stereo, which is just the Chad Sipe mono right now. Yeah.
There's a dance track, baby, don't There's the Taishak on the river's border. So, Jeff, for the lightest. 